What if I told you that in 2024, you were going to travel more? I bet you would be excited because who doesn't have travel more on their 2024 vision board? But my loves, it's time to craft a bit of an action plan and take your first steps. And this is where I come in. I'm hosting a trip to Bali, May 23rd to May 29th, 2024 for the Manifest Daily community. I'm so excited about this one. We have a jam-packed itinerary. We have a Balinese cooking class, a sacred monkey forest, visit a coffee brewing workshop, literally the works because that's just a taste of the itinerary. And this trip is a celebration of new beginnings and also a couple of birthdays. So if you're curious about Bali and you want to meet me there alongside a couple other wonderful, amazing, beautiful souls, head to my website for more information, themanifestly.com slash events. Visit the link in the show notes. And yeah, let's let's hang out in Bali. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. Hero also drops other limited edition ultra-low net carb goodies like rich flaky croissants and buttery brioche slider rolls. Head to Hero.co to shop today. Welcome back to the podcast. I hope you guys are having an amazing day and an amazing week as you guys tune into today's episode. So, my loves, exciting things are happening. So, if you guys are currently watching on YouTube, you will clearly see that we have a whole new setup. I am so excited for this setup. I hope you guys are just as excited as I am and you're into it. I feel like it's giving, I don't know, it's sort of like a mix between like, I don't know, what would this be? Like tropical glam of some sort? We have the pink couch. For those of you guys that are tuning in to just the podcast audio version, let me set the scene for you guys, okay? So we have this pink couch, a pink velvet couch, okay? Get the texture in there. All right, get the texture in there. Pink velvet. We have this backdrop that is, I believe it's like banana leaves. It's green, bright green, vibrant. On the couch, I have two pillows. One that is directly behind me, so it might not be showing up in the YouTube video, but it is a black and white striped cushion with yellow tassels. I also have a bright yellow tassel cushion that you guys definitely saw in my first apartment tour in my last apartment if you guys saw that video on youtube you saw that was in my like mudroom situation we had those cushions there and then of course behind me we have the faux palm tree that was in my office previously so i am so excited about the space i think i'm gonna do like maybe a reel or something to give you guys a mini tour of what it looks like so you can take it all in i still need some sort of table for this area right now i'm using my old bedside table as the table stand to hold up my laptop and my new mic setup and guys it's just giving like all the vibes i have a candle burning right in front of me the perfect autumn by bath and body works which literally 
smells like such a fall autumn candle like it has a girl listen i don't know the notes okay let me let me let me try to set the scents for y'all i feel like it's like giving maple i don't know if maple is like one of the notes in there it's definitely something leafy it's definitely giving fall it's definitely giving like i want to just cozy up in a sweater grab my uggs grab a coffee from starbucks y'all know basic stuff but it's the stuff i love to do okay period i am so excited to be recording because first of all this is the first podcast recording that I'm doing in my new apartment so again if you guys have not seen the tour it's on YouTube it's linked in the show notes always it's linked in my bio on Instagram it's linked everywhere okay if you're still struggling to find it just search DeAndre Nicola on YouTube and my channel will come up I am just so excited to be filming in this new space as you guys know I moved I was looking for peace and I feel like honestly this new space is giving what it needed to have gave okay because it is so quiet you guys it's so quiet there's like obviously the hum of my refrigerator which I don't know what a plug is so I couldn't figure out how to turn off the fridge for this video but we're gonna work with it I don't think it's picking up on the mic but it is such a beautiful neighborhood it's very quiet like I will walk my dog I know wait I know another update I got a dog hello y'all it's just a lot it's just a lot but I will go take him on like a walk and I'm putting that in quotation marks on the video because he is a puppy and he doesn't really know how to use the leash yet he's very confused he's like what is this contraption he's like I don't know what this is so when we go out to go on these walks he's not having it usually I have to carry him down the stairs and I got to carry him to the spot where he got to do his business and right now y'all can probably hear he is playing with his toy over there that's the only way I could get him to kind of be chill for this video for this recording so hopefully he's not picking up on that sound but he is here and whenever we go out on a walk or something it's always like people walking their dogs and they'll be like hey good morning and just like really super friendly people super nice people again I love that it's quiet I'm in the suburbs now so it's really dope because I will literally like come out of the area I guess that we live in like the complex and it's not even like a traditional complex it's definitely very like more old-fashioned but I'll like drive out of the gate and be going to like Target or something and I'm driving by like all of these really cute shops and stores the mall is like down the street there are multi-million dollar homes down the street as well it's just such a very like suburban quiet calm area and I feel like that's exactly what my soul needed in this season of life. So my loves, I am so excited for this episode because I wanted to do a recording on business. And I feel like I had this idea, one, because you guys know I'm launching my skincare business, my skincare line, my skincare product if you will October 1st the official launch day I literally have so much left to do that I'm like kind of panicked that I announced that as a launch day because I'm like girl you got a whole bunch of stuff to do including make the product lol but I was inspired because as I was planning for my launch um, and then also as I was having conversations with you guys on Instagram, I realized that there are so many of you that aspire to start your own business. There's so many of you that have already started your business and you're kind of looking 
for some unconventional tips. And maybe these aren't going to be super unconventional, but you're looking for advice on how to really go into business in a very smart way, how to really scale your business over time, how to actually make it something where you're building a legacy, you're building an asset for yourself, for your future family, for upcoming generations of your family. I definitely wanted to film a video basically and a podcast episode, obviously, just talking about different business tips that I think are really important to understand and recognize at the inception of your business. I have five different tips to talk you guys through today. And hopefully these are gonna be things that maybe you've heard of them before, maybe some of them you actually haven't heard before. But my hope is that for those of you that are manifesting a new business, that have started a new business and you're manifesting success for that business, I hope that these tips are able to help take your business to that next level and scale over time. So let's go ahead and dive into the tips now that we've kind of like caught up with what's happening with me on this end. Yeah, let me know on Instagram or if you're watching on YouTube, make sure to let me know in the comments on YouTube which tip is your favorite. Don't forget to give the video a thumbs up, of course. Y'all know the YouTube algorithm. Okay, don't play me. Okay, give me a thumbs up and subscribe to my channel if you're new or if you have been watching my videos and you're like, oh, I don't know if I should subscribe. Girl, listen, just hit that subscribe button, okay? You gonna like the content, period. So let's go ahead and get into these business tips. Tip number one is to have a separate bank account or business credit card. This is such an important tip and I feel like it's kind of underrated. Like I feel like a lot of people go into starting their own business and they go into it with the mindset of like, I'm just starting off, you know, if I have to, you know, once I start making money, I'll get that separate business account or once X, Y, and Z happens, I'll do this. I feel like when you first start a business, you want to go into it with the mindset and the understanding that this is something that you are going to be successful at. This is something you are going to scale. This is something that is going to be a really big part of your legacy. And in doing so, you want to set yourself up for success at the very beginning. A lot of people will teach you about starting an LLC, about doing all that sort of like legal formation stuff, which I do think is really important. However, I also feel like with the LLC stuff, even that you can kind of hold off. You don't necessarily need to go into an LLC right away. I do think it is pretty smart and it is something that I personally have done to kind of separate my business and personal assets. But I also recognize that that's typically a step that some people don't understand. Maybe you want to speak to an accountant or you want to speak to a lawyer to really understand how to set up your business entity depending on what state or country you're in. But the business bank account or having a separate bank account is something that you can typically do really, really easily it typically doesn't cost you any money. Again, there are certain banks where like you got to maintain a certain balance as they charge you a fee, which I think is such a scam because like, why are you charging me for me to hold my money at your institution? Like, baby, you should be giving me money, period. I also know that there are so many other banks out there. There are so many other resources for small business owners where you can open a business bank account for free. You can get yourself a debit card. You can basically separate your assets. It's really important because 
once you actually get into business and you start making money, you are going to want to do things like writing off expenses. You're going to want to basically set yourself up so that you're not, you know, doing any sort of tax evasion out here. You're not playing yourself with the government. You're not playing yourself with, your, with the banks and the money. And in order to really like separate your business expenses in a very black and white way and like the the easiest way really is to have a separate business bank account so that you know whenever you swipe this card whenever you have something charged to this card you know it's going to be a business expense whether it's a business lunch whether it's business supplies whether you are paying for your website hosting whatever it is you know that when you use that card it is something for your business so when tax season comes around when it's time for you to actually report your income and report your expenses you can really easy like look through that and categorize obviously there are different resources there are also things such as like accounting software where you can actually like go in and tag things as the specific expenses they are and that can help you keep track of things easier but just in case you don't have accounting software right now or maybe you're not going to use an accountant in your first year of business which I don't think you have to honestly I feel like your first year of business unless you're making like a ton of money right away you can typically do it yourself I've done it myself the business bank account personal bank account separation is one like I said that I feel like I don't hear a lot of people talking about and it's so important like I'm not trying to have y'all be out here mixing up personal money and business money because then it gets really muddy then you're spending money and the money might not be your money because it's the business money that should be going back into the business and you really want to make sure that you have some sort of real good separation between business and personal. So my second tip for you guys that is something that I don't really hear a lot of people talking about. Okay, maybe I hear it, but I don't know. I feel like I don't hear it enough. That's that's what I should be saying. I don't hear these things enough. So my second tip is to create a marketing strategy that extends past social media. Hear me out, y'all. Hear me out. I know that social media is huge for us. A lot of times, and I've done this myself, okay? A lot of times when you start a business, you create an Instagram, you create a Facebook page, you create a Twitter, a TikTok, a Pinterest, the, all these different social profiles that we have access to that take literally less than five minutes to create a profile on you go ahead and do a lot of that stuff, right? And then you post and then maybe you launch and I've literally made this mistake in the past before. I'm trying not to repeat my mistakes with this particular business, but I think what happens is that we think that social media is going to be the end all be all for us getting the word out about our business. And that is not necessarily the truth. There's so much more to marketing than just social media. And that's why when you hear about social media marketing, it is referred to as social media marketing because there's also email marketing, there's marketing with ads, there is, what is that thing called? You know, when you send out the, the things door to door, I forget what that is called, but that's another type of marketing. Like there's so many ways to market new business to market a new product although social media is a really big factor a really big important piece of that marketing because of course like you have access to all these different users on each profile or on each platform rather social media isn't your end-all be-all so whenever you're thinking about marketing a new business you need to really think about where your customers or your clients are going to be are they actually hanging out on Instagram if not then maybe you don't even need to make an Instagram are they hanging out on TikTok if not 
maybe you don't even need to make a TikTok. Are they hanging out on Pinterest, on YouTube, on Facebook? Really think about the journey, like your customer's journey, what they go through when they think about purchasing your product or when they think about signing with you or working with you. And then place yourself in the places that they are going to be at. Place yourself in the environments that they are in, in the groups that they're in, in the spaces online that they play in, and also the spaces offline. And I think that's a really other great thing that we often forget about because I think the online world is so all-consuming these days. We forget that there are offline ways to market. You can go to business events. You can go to, like y'all know the little, like not even little, but y'all know the events where you go and you have like a booth and you can bring your product and you can sell. Like those are amazing ways to not only find new customers, but to also network, to also see what people are doing, to also kind of like build your network and just build connections in that way. And you never know where certain connections will lead you. So I really invite you guys to think bigger than social media. Like, yes, obviously social is an amazing place to start. And it often has the lowest lift, I would say in terms of effort. You can start a profile really easily. You can create content really easily, but social media is something where it is just one piece of the marketing puzzle. Think about the other ways that you can market your business and think about the other ways in which you want to create a sustainable marketing plan for yourself. So if you don't really like social media and you are forcing yourself to post on social media all the time for your business, you may be coming off very inauthentic. You may be, you know, coming through with the energy of like, I don't even want to be here. And if people feel that energy from you why would they want to purchase from you why would they even want to you know work with you so be in places that you want to be in as well as the places that your customers are in so like it's almost like a Venn diagram okay so like one circle is places your customers and clients are in the other circle is places that you want to be in and in the middle is where you're going to find your sweet spot that's where you're going to want to play in the places that your customers are in and the places that you actually like to be in because you're going to show up really authentically there. You're going to show up with like amazing energy there. And you're just going to be able to build that audience, build that client and customer base in a really nice and natural way in those spaces. Tip number Three is to outsource the things that you can't do well, especially if you have the budget up front. So let me let me preface this, okay, by saying that I also believe that you shouldn't just be outsourcing to outsource. I feel like I've seen a couple different people do this thing where they're at the start of their business and they feel like, okay, well, if I want to be this amazing and successful business owner, I need an assistant or I needed this or I needed that. And so they hire someone, they outsource at a time where they could really be getting the work done themselves, but it's more that they're outsourcing, not necessarily necessarily for the sake of having someone do a better job at that thing for them, but more so outsourcing because they think they should be outsourcing, if that makes sense. So I would say outsource when you know someone could do a better job at like whatever thing it is that you're doing that you're, wait, what? <laughs> outsource 
when you want someone who can do a better job at that thing than you and also when it feels right. So I'll give you guys a really good example of when I outsourced and it wasn't good and when I outsourced and it was good. So I'll give you guys a wasn't good example first. When I was doing like social media marketing, consulting, all that good stuff last year in 2020, I don't know why I had to think about that girl. I was like, what year is it again? <laughs> really. But last year, at one point, I was getting a little overwhelmed. And I think a huge part of my overwhelm was not just the work, but it was the fact that I was undercharging for my work. And so I was working with way more clients than I really should have been working with at the time, considering the caliber of work and considering the fact that I was, again, undercharging for my work. And at one point in time, I ended up actually outsourcing and I hired on an assistant to help me create content. She was amazing. Nothing wrong with her work. She was totally amazing. Amazing. And so what I would do is I had one client that we sort of like started uh, the work with first where the client would, I was basically sending the client certain deliverables, which is certain things that are due in exchange for the money they paid me. And so we were doing like a certain amount of Instagram and Twitter posts, copy and actually creating the graphics. And so what I did is I went through and I made like a template. I kind of made this whole Excel sheet of how I wanted the copy to look, how I wanted the graphics to look. And then what I would do is I would pass it off to my assistant and say, hey, can you create the graphics for the next two to three weeks for this client? She would do that. I would look it over. Once I looked it over and basically it looked good, I would go ahead and send that off to the client. So basically it cut my work down from, you know, a few hours for that client to maybe one hour max because all I was really doing was looking over her work, compiling into a deck that I like to put together for clients and sending it off to the client. This process worked really well, but I would say this was a bad example of outsourcing because I could have definitely handled my entire business differently at the time. Like again, if I had raised my prices, worked with clients that could afford the prices that I actually wanted to command and had I been able to kind of like lower my workload in that way, I could have actually made more money doing less without outsourcing or without giving away some of my profit and my money at the time, if that makes sense. Versus recently, a great example of outsourcing for me was when I was actually designing the packaging for my skincare brand, Oil House, which means oil house. It's just, well, the only word that is in a different language is the French word for oil. But I was actually outsourcing the package creation because I had done like design and stuff before and design packages before, but I knew that the type of package I wanted, I wanted someone who had done product package design before, someone who had that experience, especially within the cosmetic and skincare industry. So I went on a search, I found someone who actually had that experience that I wanted and I outsourced. So I basically paid them a couple hundred dollars um, for one set of three packages. The reason why it was a little bit cheaper was because the packages are basically all the same except the color just changes and the name and the ingredients change. But everything is basically the same other than that. And I had someone design this package for me. This was an amazing example of outsourcing because one, they were able to design a package that I just could not have come up with if I sat there and tried for hours. Two, they were able to do it quickly because this was their area of specialty. And it wasn't necessarily something like social media content creation or copywriting that I am also, you know, capable of doing myself. 
myself, but it was something like design in Adobe Illustrator that I'm not as familiar with. And then three, it saved me a lot of time. So I paid them a couple hundred dollars. I have this design that I can reuse and reuse and reuse for the rest of my time with my company. Um, and then next time when I want another package like this, I'm sure that I can probably work with the same person and just have pay a little bit less if I want the same type of package, but maybe a different color design, a different product title, etc. So really when you're outsourcing, just think about the things that you can do. Think about what's in your strengths and what's not in your strengths and outsource the things that are not part of your strengths. The best CEOs, the best leaders, the best people that are at the top, quote unquote, are the people that it can actually see where they excel and where they struggle and they can hire people to help with the things that they typically struggle with because that's what's going to help you scale that's what's going to help you build that company that's what's going to help take you to the next level you can't do it all alone and sometimes it's not necessarily that you know we're talking about having an entire team and being able to like pay payroll for like 20 different people Sometimes we're simply talking about taking a couple hundred dollars and investing in someone to help you with strategy, uh, taking that money and investing in someone to help you with design, taking that strategy and investing in someone who can help you make templates for your social so that you have a template you can recreate over and over and over again that looks really clean, really simple, really seamless. So when you're starting off, think about those things. Don't rush into outsourcing, but definitely have that in the back of your mind, especially as you are working through it. Because obviously at the start of the, the company, your company, you are wearing all the hats. Like you're basically the person doing all the things unless you're going into business with other people. You're typically doing everything on your own. So think about where you excel, where you struggle, and where you can outsource and have someone help you do it much better. Okay, my next tip is to think about your big vision for your business, okay, and basically tunnel vision it. I love this strategy because I feel like sometimes when we start a business or we start a company, we start a thing, like I said, we're doing all the things. We're playing all the parts. We're the marketer. We're the content creator. We are the SEO strategist, we're the website designer, we're doing all of these different things and it can get very overwhelming. And oftentimes because you're working in the business, you're working in the weeds, you can forget what the big vision is. So what I love to do is come back to that big vision. Where do I see this going? What do I really want to do with this company? What's my main goal? And for some people, it may be a revenue goal. For other people, it may just be a goal of the mission and the values of the company. For others, it may just be a vision of the type of lifestyle you want to live as a result of owning and having your company. But always come back to that. It's sort of like your why. When people talk about, you know, remember your why. When things get hard, remember your why. It's a similar thing. You want to remember what your big vision is. You want to remember what you're really working towards. That way you can make sure all of your tasks, all of your, like everything that you do in your business, aligns back to that big vision. If you were ever doing something and it's not aligned, you got to ask yourself, okay, is it worth it to spend the time, the money, the effort on whatever this thing is that I'm doing? Is it actually going to propel me towards that big vision? If not, is it something you're just doing for fun? That can be, you know, a reason to do something as well. But really ask yourself those honest questions and those hard questions, especially as you are, again, spending time, effort, money into crafting things in your business. You want to make sure that everything you're doing has some sort of purpose. And you want to make sure that that purpose is really leading back into that big vision. Mm -hmm. 
And my last tip for you guys is a tip that I think really goes well for those of you guys that are balancing creating a business or your quote unquote side hustle with your main hustle or your nine to five job if you have one or any other things that you're doing in your life. And that is to create a plan for how you are going to be consistent. This is huge. I think at the very beginning, you get so excited, you're so motivated, you're so ready that you go in and you go in full speed. I am very, very guilty of this. I'll go in like full speed and then I'll run out of juice and then I'm not consistent and then I fall off the wagon and then we all know that when you fall off the wagon it takes just a little bit more effort to get back on it's a little bit harder to do that whole jumping back on the wagon getting it back into the groove thing it's kind of like when you you know you're going to gym and you stop going to gym and then all of a sudden that one day you got to go back to gym you're like girl I'm not trying to be in the gym. It is hard to get up. But then when you're in that routine, it's a lot easier, right? So it's the same thing. If you are balancing a bunch of different things, whether you're balancing going to school, whether you're balancing a nine to five, maybe you have a child or two, maybe you just have a lot of stuff going on in your life, whatever the case is, you need to make a plan for how you are going to be consistent. Now, this doesn't mean that you have to show up every single day. I think sometimes people get burnt out because they think they have to show up every single day in this way. And that doesn't have to be the case. You can figure out what schedule, what cadence works for you in terms of showing up that is going to allow you to show up consistently. If that means that at the very beginning of your business, you're posting once a week, then so be it. You could always ramp up that consistency or ramp up that cadence rather as you become consistent because I think it's always easier to ramp up once you've already developed the like stamina for consistency versus if you haven't developed that stamina for consistency and you're trying to do all these things and you're trying to balance all these things and you're trying to go, go, go all the time, you might burn out and you might find it really hard to get back on the wagon. You might think, oh my gosh, like maybe this isn't for me because I can't stay consistent. The problem may be that you actually piled way too many things on your plate at the beginning and maybe that is why you are struggling a little bit. So so I would say definitely make sure that you're creating a plan for how you're going to be consistent. Definitely make sure that plan includes the cadence at which you're going to post things, the cadence at which you're going to maybe be sending emails, the cadence at which you're going to be going to in-person events, like whatever your marketing strategy, your plan for getting your business out there, the word of mouth out there, whatever that plan is for you, make sure that you have a plan to figure out how it's gonna fit into the rest of stuff in your life because your business isn't your entire life. You have other things that you're going to balance. So treat it as such. Realize that you can balance your business and school, your business and work, your business and all the other things that you have going on in your life. But as they always say, uh, what is it? Oh my gosh, I, of course I go to like say what they always say and I forget what they always say. Plan to fail, wait, no, fail to plan and plan to fail, ladies and gents. So make your plan, know what you're gonna be doing to maintain that consistency from the very beginning. This way, once you get into your routine, once you get into all the things you have to do in your business, you can keep up the consistency. So that is it, my friends. Those are the five tips I have for you today for those of you guys who are starting a business or who have started a business and maybe you're at the very beginning and you kind of want some tips and you kind of want to figure out how to like really do this right. I hope this was super helpful. I feel like these are tips that, again, I haven't heard them talked about as much. I think people focus on things like, you know, get your LLC up and going or 
you know, whatever else people talk about, which I think is really important, like I said, but some of the things that I mentioned in this video are things that I don't often hear people talk about that I do think are really important as well. So whether you are just starting your business or maybe you've been in business for a year or two, I wanna congratulate you. Being in business, having a business, being a business owner is not easy at all. It takes so much stamina. It takes so much just like, mental strength really to keep going and to keep producing content, to keep producing products, to keep pushing forward to make your dream come true. And you are an amazing person if you choose to go down that path and if you choose to have a business, especially, especially, especially if you are balancing your business with other things, which we all are. Because even if you are a full-time business owner and you're not at a nine to five, you're still balancing business ownership with other things that you have going on in your personal life. So I wanna commend you. I wanna say congratulations on being that business owner, on having that business and on doing the damn thing. Okay. So my loves, thank you so much for listening to this episode. I will chat with you in the very next one. Don't forget to check out the YouTube channel if you want to see the new backdrop and the new like setup situation. Also, if you do go visit me on YouTube, please make sure to like and subscribe. And if you are listening to the podcast on Spotify or any other streaming app that is out there, like I don't know, there's so many these days, make sure to subscribe or follow or whatever the thing is. I feel like I can't even do a proper call to action for the subscribe because it's like on Spotify, it's follow on Apple. It's like, I think it's follow now on Apple. Y'all, I don't know. But thank you so much for being here. I appreciate you, my loves. I will chat with you in the very next episode. Bye. What if I told you that in 2024, you were going to travel more? I bet you would be excited because who doesn't have travel more on their 2024 vision board? But my loves, it's time to craft a bit of an action plan and take your first steps. And this is where I come in. I'm hosting a trip to Bali, May 23rd to May 29th, 2024 for the Manifest Daily community. I'm so excited about this one. We have a jam-packed itinerary. We have a Balinese cooking class, a sacred monkey forest visit, a coffee brewing workshop, literally the works because that's just a of the itinerary and this trip is a celebration of new beginnings and also a couple of birthdays so if you're curious about bali and you want to meet me there alongside a couple other wonderful amazing beautiful souls head to my website for more information themanifestly.com slash events visit the link in the show notes and yeah let's let's hang out in bali brain fog insomnia moodiness weight gain Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Mini Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com.